who belongs. So our focus verse is Mark 10, 45, and it says, For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister, give his life a ransom for many. So the lesson text is coming from Mark 10, 13 through 22, 41 through 52. The truth about God today is God loves and cares for those whom the world overlooks. Amen. And the truth for my life, I will look for ways to lovingly serve those who are hurting. Amen. Thank and praise God for this ministry, Mercy Ministries, where um, our founding principle was to have mercy and to love those that were hurting, wounded, and rejected. Amen. Amen. So um, starting out in the lesson connection, I'm just going to make some few scattering remarks. Y'all know how First Lady do. The teachers done already taught. Uh, I'm going to hit a few points and have a seat. So William Booth, the founder of Salvation Army, I, I thought that was, you know, a, a good nugget there. He was known for his passionate commitment to loving and serving people, particularly the poorest of the poor. And somehow, some way, Salvation Army is still standing strong today. And a whole lot of people getting benefits from Salvation Army. Mm. And he showed us an excellent example of what ministry is all about. Uh, on this telegram from Mr. Booth, there was a convention that was going on and he was not able to make it because he was sick. And he sent them a message and it was summed up in a single word, a word that would summarize his life's work and the vision that he had for the organization that he founded. And you want to know what the message was? It was others. Mm. One word. Because, see, we got to get out of this selfish stuff and this self-righteous stuff and focus in on ourselves. Uh, because in real ministry, I'm talking about real stuff here. You know, this fake and phony stuff they call ministry nowadays. I'm talking about real stuff. The focus is on others. And, and so... That's one of the issues that I personally have. This is just my personal opinion. You ain't got to like it, but, you know, this is my time, so you're going to listen. But one of my issues with a lot of nonprofit organizations is that they try to be seen in big cities where they have plenty of resources, plenty of churches. You got a church on every corner. Uh, you know, got plenty of nonprofits in the city. Got plenty of hospitals. Got plenty of businesses. But what about the rural areas? Well, what about the ones in the bottoms? The ones that got one store in the town. They may have a shotgun church in town. They usually have to travel out of town to go shopping. 
Huh? Well, what about them? The one that don't have all of the resources. Oh, uh, so real ministry now, it reaches out to the folk that really need. <laughs> the needy and not the greedy. Okay, just, just my personal opinion. Like I say, you ain't got to like it. You ain't even got to like it on the podcast. You just keep on scrolling. Glory to God. But I'm just going to tell you like it is, and I'm going to keep it real. Huh? Tell me that you got such a big, grandiose missionary and evangelism mission here in a big city where there's so much that's already been given. Huh? Even the folks that's standing on the corner that's got a sign begging for money and, and begging for stuff, uh, they probably making more money in a day than me and you make in a week. Well, let's just keep it real. They making some money standing on that corner. Uh-huh. I'm talking about real ministry. Here. Well, okay, y'all ain't gonna like first lady. Well, I'm just gonna tell you like it is. That's all I know to do. Uh, glory to God. So we're gonna get into different sections of this lesson, hit a few points here. And so and we're talking about Jesus and his earthly ministry and his mission and his simple statement to his disciples here in the text. In Mark, the 10th chapter, verse 45, for even the Son of Man, who is God, uh, well, let's clarify that, because the Son of Man is God himself. Woohoo! My God, he came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and give his life a ransom for many. Hmm. Because he was the ultimate sacrifice. Uh, oh, John said it. Here is the Lamb of God uh, that was slain before the foundation of the world. Uh, he came to save souls. Uh, oh, come on here. Uh, he gave his life that you may have a right to the tree of life. Uh, oh, he came in flesh uh, down to the earth uh, to show us the love of God, uh, to show us salvation, uh, to show us deliverance. Uh, oh, come on. On here. Oh, he had compassion on the peoples. And it's up to the church to have that same type of ministry. Love and compassion and mercy. Can I get a witness here? Jesus gave, he gave, he gave, he gave. And that's what the church should be doing. We should be giving, giving, giving. It's talking about the word first. Oh, I know you're talking about giving out fried chicken. But Jesus gave himself. And what is Jesus? He is the word. Yeah. Huh? Then ain't that what John 1 said? Huh? That the word is God. The word was God. Huh? And the word was with God. Yes, he is the word and he gave himself. <laughs> That's how the people got delivered. That's how the people got healed. That's how the people got saved. That's how the people got help. He gave himself, which is the word. Amen. We do ourselves a justice if we give the folks the word. Amen. Mm -hmm. 
Because once they eat up your food, once they eat up your chicken, once they eat up your sandwiches, and once they eat up your chips you give them, and your bottle of water, they're going to go on to the next one right down the street. They ain't going to appreciate a thing that you done went through all that trouble for. You done want spend money on all that food and spend your time trying to give when you should have been trying to show them Jesus. Huh? Because when they go to the bathroom in a few hours, they're going to poop all that stuff out you gave them. And they're going to have a real distant memory of all this stuff that you done shoved down their throat. Real distant memory. Because when I go down to Ichabod Mill Church, and then I get me another sandwich, and then I go around the corner to St. So-and-so Church, and I can get me another one. And I can get me a box. Because that's what they do in this culture is they just go hop around to different places and they collect huh? because a lot of it is a hoarding spirit. Yes. Huh? Amen. The more they give out, the more I want. Yes. But let's get back to the focus of real ministry and show them Jesus. Yes. Amen. Oh, I'll get there in a minute. Y'all just hold on for a minute. Jesus showed that he cared for everybody. So it starts out by asking a question, who belongs? You know, and sometimes I can, I can get with the text and sometimes I can't. You know, first lady is a little different. I'll admit that. So the question is, I'm going to ask y'all a question. Who belongs in the kingdom? That's, that's tough. That's, that's that. Huh? Ooh. Oh, well, I, I don't hear nobody as quiet as a church house mouse here. Who belongs in God's kingdom? Uh, the writer said everyone belongs, and I, I get the point that where he was coming from. You know, uh, Jesus said, whosoever will. But when he said, whosoever will, Whosoever will accept him, that will follow him, that will obey him. So be careful making these blanket statements. Oh, who belongs? Huh? The ones that accept God, huh? That open up and receive him. Because how are you going to belong to God if you don't receive him? <clears throat> if you don't serve him. <clears throat> if you don't love him, you don't honor him, you don't worship him. How are you going to belong? Hmm. We have a lot of people professing that they belong to the Lord, but have no fruits, no actions, no evidence. Where is the evidence that you love God? Where is the proof, brother, sister, huh, that you belong in this kingdom? I'm just asking the question. Y'all getting quiet here. So it says here in the lesson that everyone can freely drink from the living water that Jesus offers. 
regardless of gender, national origin, ethnic identity, social status. Amen. We agree that God is not a respecter of person. Amen. He gives everyone the opportunity, the whosoever will, whether it be Gentile, the wild branch, or Jew, the olive branch. Huh? Yeah, he gave everybody opportunity. But let's just face the reality. There's a whole lot of rejection going on. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because they refuse to believe. Huh? Like I said, they don't want to accept what God is giving. They want things and they want tangible things because carnal. They're carnal. They don't want this thing called salvation. It ain't flashy enough. It ain't big enough. Oh, come on here. Oh, they can't count it in dollars and cents because it's spiritual. They don't want that. Oh, they don't want that. They want your coins. They don't want your God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> come on here. Uh, the minute you start talking about God, oh, then the ears get dull. I don't want to hear all that. Talking about coming out of sin, coming to church, the meeting place where you serve God. I don't want to hear that. What is you giving out? You giving out a gas card? I might come. Because now we got to do gimmicks and tricks huh, to try to keep people to come to church. Huh? That's what we done reduced it down to, gimmicks and tricks. Hmm? Instead of you seeking to serve the God that created you. You were created to praise and worship and glorify and magnify this God. Because you are fearfully and wonderfully made marvelous are the works of the Lord. That's what you were created to do, honey. Also, don't act like we got to roll out the red copy because you decided to come to church beside Easter Sunday. You should come. You owe God. Yeah, we owe him. You owe God. Don't act like you done done something grandiose because you decided to get dressed and come to church. That's what you're supposed to do. Well, the Bible I'm reading here, y'all need to go back and check out the Old Testament. Y'all act like we just started having church in the New Covenant. Honey, they was having some good old-fashioned church. Oh, come on here. Oh, back in the book of Genesis. Oh, come on, it's order. That's what God designed. Church, the meeting place, the tabernacle. It's a holy place where we meet a holy God. That's what you're supposed to do. You ain't doing us no favor. Whether you log in or log out, it don't make me none because I'm going to be here. <laughs> Woo! Okay, I'm going to get down to it in a minute. I'm going to walk down your road in a few minutes. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. All right. Pastor got my phone. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. So it, it talks about in that beginning section dealing with prejudices. Oh, that's a big one. They may log off today because they don't want to hear this one. But I'm good with that. Because where you prejudice folk think you're going? 
Oh, come on here. Everybody got prejudice. Black against white. White against black. Black against Asia. Black against, black against European. And all of Where do you think you're going? When God created them all. God ain't a one trick pony uh, and if you think you just going to see people uh, that look like you uh, you sadly mistaken uh, God's got a number uh, all around the world uh, from different dialects uh, different cultures uh, different ethnicities uh, oh come on God is not limited to your box he ain't limited uh, because we're limited in our little small mind and we think we're the only ones that's having church. Uh, we think we're the only ones that serve and love God uh, because this is all you see. Uh, open your eyes, honey. Uh, God's got a people uh, that have not bowed their knees uh, to another God. Uh, matter of fact, uh, while you playing hokey pokey, uh, they hadn't even another God and you think you're so special check yourself the kingdom is much bigger than you they ain't even kissed another God why you fiddle farting around half come and half go and when you come got an attitude and even kissed another God The prophet thought he was the only one. I heard Elijah. He thought because he was on the mountain and he was going against those 900 prophets of Baal that he was the only one in Israel. God had to bust his bubble. Sir, I got a people that hadn't bowed a knee. And all your fancy church clothes, you think you're the only one. Jesus! There's some folks out there in the jungle that ain't got no fancy nothing calling on the name of the Lord. They bow and they praise Him. They give Him all they got because they ain't got nothing else. They ain't got nothing else. Don't even have a shirt on their back, but they got God. They may be pulling things, but they're rich in faith. I challenge you today. Oh, come out here. You better make sure you're rich in faith, honey. I know we like nice stuff. We like to have money in the bank. We like the show flow a little bit. We like the sheen and green. Oh, come on. We like to travel. All that nice, all floaty stuff. But at the end of the day, honey, your faith better speak loud for you. Because when Jesus come back, he's coming back and he expects faith in the earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God is not intimidated by your culture. We get intimidated, intimidated by people we don't understand. Mm-hmm. We don't take time to get to know them. A lot of good people out there. But because we have our prejudices, 
because we have up our walls. We fail to see the good that's in other cultures, other ethnicities. It goes further than America. We got some brothers and sisters in the Middle East that is serving God like nobody's business. You hear me? They having to go in a cave to worship. Having to go underground. And we act like nobody can empathize with us with slavery. Oh, yeah, it was more than blacks that was in slavery. It's Christians in slavery right now. They are being beheaded for the name of Jesus Christ. Suffering persecution. Mm. Wow. So God is a beautiful master, isn't he? He's a wonderful artist. I'm so glad that he made it multicultural. He made it diverse. Because let's just face it, if all we saw was people that looked like us, it would be boring. Yeah, yeah it'd be boring. I like when God mixes it up a little bit, y'all know? You know, like a, like a blender. You know when you make them smoothies and you put everything in there and you hit the button and it stirs it all together. I like when God stirs, woo, mixes stuff up. Oh, come on, somebody. Go ahead, Elder. Every nationality. That's right. He's not limited by denominations. That's right. He's not asking our opinion. Who he going to save? Oh, yeah. God is the one that do the saving. We don't say nothing. Big facts. Yeah, that's an important point to remember. It's God that do the saving. <laughs> Woo, my God. So Jesus had a way to minister to outsiders who had been rejected by religious and cultural establishment. Just like uh, Elder was just speaking about. You know, everybody has their organizations, their denominational affiliation. I, I don't have a problem with all that, but j just make sure that Jesus is in the center of it. Yeah. Okay, what you call yourself? <laughs> you can call yourself the Two Rock Church, twice removed. I don't care. Just make sure Jesus is there. <laughs> yeah, can, can we just make sure that Jesus is there? Jesus only, huh? Oh, yes, because he is the foundation. And the foundation of God standing sure. God knows them that are his having this seal. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ 
and the apostles and the prophets. That is what we need to be concerned about. I don't care what sign you put out there and what lights you have shining on the sign. You can have a billboard on the interstate inviting people to come to your church. Great. But just make sure, please, that Jesus is in the house. That's the sin of attraction because Jesus is a superstar. Can I get a witness? He's a bright and shining star. It's Jesus. He's king of all kings, lord of all lords. He is the great I am. He is that Jehovah that you knew in the old covenant because his name, Jesus, Jehovah is salvation. There is no other name given among men whereby we must be. Is that the name of Jesus? Every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Just make sure Jesus is in the establishment. <laughs> Jesus deal with who we want to deal with. We think we got a monotony on this thing. You don't know who God dealing with. You don't know who God tugging on. He could be tugging on that coworker uh -huh, that getting on your nerves. Uh -huh. You don't know who God dealing with. Uh -huh. He may be dealing with that neighbor uh -huh, that's bumping that loud, foul music uh -huh, and you snubbing your nose uh -huh, instead of praying uh -huh, and say, God, have your way. Uh -huh. God, deal with him and save him uh -huh, like only you can. Uh -huh. Oh my God, uh -huh. you don't know who God is dealing with. You ain't got no monotony on this thing. <laughs> Maybe dealing with that crackhead cousin. Uh, uh, you done already put him in hell. Uh, you done put him in hell five times. Uh, and you still striving. Uh, you still trying to make it. Uh, you ain't made it yet. Uh, you better hope uh, that you make it all the way to the end. You ain't got Oh, who God say? You better hope you get there. Hope you get there. Mm -hmm. well, you putting your finger down on somebody else, snubbing your nose down at other folk, huh? cause you think you got it all together. Huh? You one prayer away from being on the pipe. Huh? Oh, come out here. Huh? Oh, you ain't got it all made like you think you do. Huh? Let first lady get in your face huh? and bust your bubble. Huh? You skirting the edge. Huh? And if it wasn't for God's grace and mercy, huh? you would not be here today. You one prayer away. Uh-huh. With your sanctified self. If God don't show up on your behalf, you'll lose it. You'll go crazy. You'll go cuckoo. You wouldn't be able to handle the stress, the pressure. If God don't show up for you every day, you will be lost. I know. You may not like me today, but I'm going to come down your road. 
So Jesus had compassion for the people. In essence, he was telling the crowd by his actions, if you want God, come get him. Oh, oh I'm going to put a pen right there. Because we ask the question, who belongs? Huh? If you want God, come and get him. He ain't coming to your party at the home. Tell your folks. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Tell them co-workers. Tell your associates. Tell your enemies. First lady said, if you want God, come and get him. Yeah, come get him. He said not to forsake the assembling of yourselves together as a man of some is. He expects his peoples to assemble together. And we ain't doing that on your living room couch. So all your excuses ain't going to line up in glory. If they want him like they say, then come get him. Didn't you come in and get him? Didn't you come in? Uh-huh.
way to destruction, but straight is the gate. Narrow is the way where righteousness is. I'm, I'm trying to go a little deeper here. But see, Jesus, oh, my, my God, he opened the door, but it was up to you to come through the door. He told him plainly, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the door. is you going to get in the kingdom but by Jesus. You try to go around another way. He said you a thief and a robber. Trying to go around, skirt around, you know, all these new doctrines and ideologies and theologies, splitting hairs over doctrine, splitting hairs over denominationalism. Honey, it better be Jesus and him crucified. That's all I choose to know. That's all Paul said. That's all I choose to know. Whenever y'all get done, Jesus and him crucified. Huh? That's all I know. Yes, yes. Anything else is nonsense. Uh, so the gospel of Mark made it clear. Jesus loved and cared. And we better thank God that the love of God is deep. <laughs> that it goes past our feelings. You know, because let's just be real. Sometimes we can get some timey. I know y'all have talked about some timey, folks. Huh? Sometimes they are all right. Other time they get a little funny acting. Y'all, you know, I know y'all have been in contact with some funny acting folk, as you say. Huh, D, you laughing, you know. Little timey folk. Huh? They all over the place, wishy-washy. Huh? One minute they supporting you, loving on you, wishing you well. The next minute they ripping out your coattail out your back. Some timey. Huh? But you better thank God that God ain't some timey. That God don't treat you like he do, like men do each other. Oh, come on, somebody. You better be glad that the love of God, it reaches down to the guttermost and pulls you up to the uttermost. You better be glad that the love of God goes past your skin color, how much you got in the bank, what you driving. What kind of degree you got? What kind of pedigree you came from? The love of God. It runs deep. Not intimidated by your mess. It goes deep. Oh my God. How deep you think you can go? You can only go so far, but the love of God. It supersedes the whole entire world because it's out of this world. The love of God. Not your pedigree. I used to sing a song, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. And you know, we was kids, we used to sing it proud. 
Yes, Jesus loves me, for the Bible tells me so. You need to sing it now. Remind yourself, Jesus loves you. Huh? Maybe you hold your head up and smile and show somebody some teeth. You remind yourself that Jesus loves me. Huh? Oh, come on here. No matter how wide I get, no matter how slow I get, no matter how many wrinkles I get in my skin, how many teeth I lose, no matter how broke I am, how rich I am, how in between I am, oh, come on here. Jesus loves me. I feel a shout. Jesus loves me. I know when you look in the mirror, you struggle to love yourself. But I challenge you to love what God made. No, it's not perfect, but it's right enough for Jesus. Come on here. That's why you got to get in the word. I love how Minister Elma brought out about our children. The suffer the little children to come unto me. Don't you forbid them. Uh, for such is the kingdom of God. Uh, that's God's training field. Your children, your grandchildren, your great, 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 great. Grandchildrens, huh? they are the heritage of the Lord. Huh? Oh, you're supposed to raise them up huh? in the ways of the Lord. Huh? You should train up a child huh? in the way that he should go. And when he was old, he will not depart. Training, training, training. That's why you got to stay a child before the Lord. Training, training, training. You forever will be learning from the master. Stay humble before the teacher. Because Jesus is the master teacher. You always got something to learn from the master. Stay harmless. Stay pure. Keep your hands unspotted. Oh, come before him empty so he can fill you up. Oh, bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Here's my cup. Fill it up and make me whole. Whatever he want to pour into me, pour it, God. Pour it. Yeah, pull it down from glory. Oh, fill me up, Jesus. I want to be full of your glory, your power, your anointing. Bathe me in your anointing. Because I come to you as your humble child. I come to you as your humble servant. It's an honor and a privilege. Y'all don't forget it's an honor and a privilege to serve God. Yeah, you can clap your hands on that. It's an honor. Whatever you do for the Lord, 
You're doing it heartily honors to the Lord. It's an honor to serve the king. It's an honor to be a minister. It's an honor to be a preacher, a teacher. It's an honor to be an evangelist, to be a deacon, to sing the songs of Zion. It's an honor to be a musician. It's an honor to sweep the floor in the house of God. It's an honor to scrub the toilet. It's an honor to mow the grass. It's an honor to serve the king. Y'all act like it's for people, and that's your problem. It ain't for people. We present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto who? I may never be acceptable in your sight, but as long as I get acceptable in his sight. Mm. My God. So dealing with the young ruler here, the rich young ruler had wealth and power, had the perception of being righteous. Hmm. Jesus was not intimidated by all that. Uh-huh. Jesus simply loved him. Because Jesus knew what he really needed. And we get to the point to where we can discern and see what people really need. Then we won't waste a bunch of time giving them what they don't need. Uh-huh. But let's just face it. A lot of time has been wasted trying to give people what they don't need. Hmm. Yes. And so we have to be careful because Jesus beholding this rich young ruler, the Bible said that he loved him. Hmm. He loved past all that this man had going on. Hmm. Some people can have everything it look like on the outside, but can be miserable on the inside. That's why suicide rates have gone up. People are losing it. Hmm. When the economy started failing and crumbling, people that once had a status that was pretty high, they were used to live in a certain kind of way. And then when they couldn't know more because the economy, it messed up here. That's why you got to have God in here. <laughs> That's why you got to have a word in here. To know that God shall supply your every need according to his riches in glory by Christ. You got to know that God has not left you. You may have lost things, but God is able to restore a hundredfold. Oh, I guess I ain't got no witness. Huh? You look at the life of Job. And all that he lost, <laughs> he was pitiful. Yes, he sat there and he mourned the loss of his children. Mourned the loss of his servants because they meant something to him. And it's natural for us to mourn losses. 
But when we get done with our morning, blessed be the Lord because he gives and he takes away. Hmm. <laughs> and everything that I lost, God is able to restore. And ain't that what happened with Job? He got double for his trouble. Huh? Lost people. Lost all his sheep and oxen. Huh? All of that. And God, all his livelihood. And God was still able to bring back more than what he lost. Hmm. Yeah. So that's why it's careless for you to trust in things. Because you can have it today and lose it tomorrow. The way the instability in the, in the whole market around the world, you can't afford to trust in things. Hmm. Absolutely. You really find out who's on your side. You really find out who your real friends is when you start losing stuff. Hmm. Yes. Absolutely. The ones that's there when you didn't have nothing. Uh, they didn't wait to jump on the train after you got blessed. Oh, come on, somebody. And then blind Bartimaeus. I love Bartimaeus. Because he didn't let nobody stop him from getting God's attention. Oh, he knew that Jesus was coming through the city. And he needed something from God. He didn't let no devil, no monkey, no hater, no naysayer stop him from getting to Jesus. Oh, I love it because Jesus, he's looking for some persistent people oh, that'll keep on coming and keep on pressing and keep on fighting. Pass your situation, pass your circumstance, pass your limitation. Pass your frustration. Pass your body. Pass your family. Oh, come on here. Blind Bartimaeus, he got to Jesus. And the crowd told him, man, hush. You too loud. He cried out the And here come Bartimaeus. Jesus. That's on the name. Lay down his life for a friend. 
Tell you ain't nothing like the love of God. <laughs> uh, that's our motivation. Because we know that Jesus, uh, he loves his people. He loves his church. Uh, oh, come on here. Oh, uh, uh, that's my motivation to keep on striving. Uh, uh, to keep on working. Uh, to keep trusting and believing. Uh, because the love of God has persuaded me. <laughs> so, so at least take up the offering. I'll tell you the love of God. It'll blow your mind. We wasn't lovable. Didn't even know how to love our own self. All blind, just like Bartimaeus. Jesus, thou son of David. 